Just total inventor, keynote speaker, an amazing woman, and I'm so excited to have her on the show today to talk to us. So, Ms. Dawn, please introduce yourself, tell the mamas who you are and everything about you in Popcom and Flat Out Heels. That's a lot. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Um, I'm Dawn Dixon of Paganay. It's my married name. I'm a newlywed as of last year. Um, I consider myself to be a, a serial entrepreneur and inventor. I've been in you know, an entrepreneur for 20 years, started now six companies, five are still in business and working on a lot of other things. Um, my Popcom is a software technology company and Flat Out of Heels are women's shoes. They roll and fold for us to put in our purse uh, or carry in, in our bag or car for when our feet hurt after wearing heels. So um, those are just a brief, brief summary of those. <laughs> happy to ask answer any questions but I know this is about you know this isn't really a business podcast more so you know appealing to the moms and I'm really happy to be here in in this community because um you know as you know single mom now married but I was single mom for 16 years and homeschooled my daughter since second grade and she just graduated so I'm excited to learn more. Yes, it's definitely different um, than your normal interviews that I know you're used to talking about everything tech and all of that. So I want to get on the mom side of everything. First, I'm just really excited to have you on. You are literally a manifest that I uh, manifested all of this. I first heard about you um, through Billy Carson and I did the... um, how to raise $1 million webinar that you guys did together. And when I saw you, I was, I had told my boyfriend, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just something about her that I really, really enjoy. And then when I heard you say that you're a mom, I'm like, okay, now I really have to talk to her. I got to figure out how to get to her because that what you've built in just your entire journey. Um, and I've done some research on you too. It's really inspiring that you did all this as a single mom for, you know, pretty much the entire time. So take us back to the beginning. Um, You started Flat Out in 2011. I did. I started Flat Out in 2011. Um, But I had my company, D1 Consulting Group, now for 15 years and another business um, called Urban Star before that. So I was an entrepreneur the entire time, uh, always, of my daughter's life. I've been a full-time entrepreneur. Take us back to that beginning then, um, when you first started your first business venture. Were you a new mom? Did it did that inspire you to do it? Or have you always wanted to just be an entrepreneur and do your own thing? So I started my first company um, about maybe a year out of college. So that was 20 years ago, 2001. So I didn't have my daughter yet. And I went to school for tech. So um, and I went into corporate, you know, got a corporate job after graduation. But after eight months, I, I quit that job because I really was focused on wanting to do my own thing. And so a friend of a friend of mine and myself started a, 
essentially a media website. It was very early, 2001. So if you, it was ahead of a lot of things that happened today. It was kind of like a social media um, site before social media. We had a community and we had over 12,000 members and they really came to our site to find out what was going on in the city and central Ohio surrounding areas, which is where I'm from. And it was one of the first sites like this of its kind in the country. It doesn't seem really um, unique today because we have right. so many apps and, you know, our social media and our smartphones. But back in 2001, there was no such thing as a smartphone. There was no such thing as social media. There was no such thing as YouTube. All the, the only way to find out what was going on was from, you know, word of mouth, the radio or newspapers. Right. And so my website was very innovative and it really changed the game as far as a resource to find out what to do for entertainment. And then that just, my career went from there because my first venture was very successful. So it definitely gave me a lot of confidence to continue starting more businesses after that. And now, I mean, I'm starting business all the time. <laughs> I know, I see on Instagram, I'm like, it's what I'm up to that. Literally it. today. <laughs> is, that's really amazing. How That, first of all, that's a blessing that you were able to be successful in your first business venture. What was the secret to that? Because a lot of people will say, I'm a serial entrepreneur, but I failed like a million times in different businesses before I got to this one. How did you manage to not only start these businesses, but be successful in, in doing that at such a young age out of college? I mean, my thought process has always been that if you don't quit, you can't fail. Um, and so I just don't quit. I mean, there's definitely difficult and challenging moments on the, on the journey, but my mindset is just you know, failure is not an option for me. I've, I've never failed. Like as far as failed and cl closed a business down, I've made mistakes for sure. I've done things that didn't turn out the way that I wanted them to. Um, you know, I've run out of money and all the challenges that entrepreneurs have, but I don't consider that to be a failure. You know, it didn't work mm -hmm. out the way I thought, but it kept moving. And that's the thing. It's just always to keep moving. And I think when that particular business, it was such a new, um, there was no competitors. Right. So it took off because nobody was doing was it. No one else. So it, it, it never struggled. It right away took off. It just, it's like when you find that perfect product market fit, you come up with something and people want it and they just start buying it. That's how that was. And I was in on the early days of online advertising, advertising and email advertising. So I sold ads and this was in a time where it wasn't a saturated space. There was no algorithms. There was no such thing. Oh my goodness, the algorithm now making, you have to None do so much. None of that existed. It was very organic and, and it was really easy to, to capture people online. It just was not a, it wasn't the crowded space that it is today. So that's, that's why it was successful. It was just like the perfect timing. When you became a mom, how did that change everything? Did it, did you ever have a moment, I think that everyone has when they're pregnant, like, man, now I have to change up everything? Or did you still have that resilience? Like, okay, I can still get this and still keep moving. I knew that eventually there would have to be a change because my career was at the time doing events. Like, you know, my website promoted events, entertainment. Then I started my consulting company where we actually um, coordinated and planned events and got sponsors. And it involved me be being out and being just really active and engaged. So when I first decided to have my daughter she was she was planned and I'm like okay well um I'm gonna take you know like a year off um that was like my transition period in between the urban star and then full-time 
into D1 Consulting. And I knew I had to change. I didn't know what that looked like, but I knew that I wanted to be a stay at home with my baby. You know, I was breastfeeding. I didn't want to put my kid in any type of daycare. Um, and so I knew I had to change and I just mm -hmm. was like, I'm going to go with the flow and take things on as they come. I think a big mistake that we make and it really just like psychs us out is trying to think like live in the future or live in the past. <laughs> so it's just so important to live in the present. And so if you sit around and think about all the things that can go wrong in the future, it really will prevent you from living your fullest at this moment today. So I wasn't thinking like, oh my God, what am I going to do later? I'm like, okay, today I'm going to tackle this. And that's how I've approached it the entire time. That's a really good mindset. I think that's what a lot of us struggle with is constantly worrying about what hasn't even happened yet. Yeah. And putting ourselves in a deeper depression in our mind is just plays. I'm reading a book called You Are Not Your Brain. And it is really... <laughs> helping with understanding that your mind can really send these deceptive messages and get you to just shut down and not even achieve or accomplish anything with this journey with everything. First of all, how did you decide to even homeschool your daughter at second grade when you're have all these businesses going on, you're successful, you're a single mother and you're going to homeschool. What made you take, take that on, on top of everything? else? So there was a couple things. Um, so, you know, fast forward to around, I guess, kindergarten, first grade. So, I mean, I, I, I had the baby, I continued to do my consulting, continued to just make it work. And it was difficult transition when she started to go to school because of the time, you know, t school starts early and just mm -hmm. the demands. And again, I was a single mom, so that was challenging, but I really dug into that. And I was like the room parent and preschool, kindergarten, first grade. And just really, really involved with the school. So I was always in the classroom. And that was like, I wanted to just be present. And my flexible entrepreneur schedule allowed me to do that. And by spending so much time in the classroom with the kids, I started to really see how the schools are. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, you know, a couple a couple things. I feel I felt like the school system was like a factory toward being a worker. It was like, it's just producing workers, producing, um, giving people the tools and the information to not be too ambitious, you know, no, don't know, <laughs> don't be too much. You don't know too much. Just, just enough to like serve our agenda and work for our company. So me as an entrepreneur, that doesn't align with me, that messaging. And I didn't want my kid to be programmed in that way. Another thing is, of course, I'm black and, um, none of the, teachers, textbooks, curriculum, materials reflected my culture as a black American and, you know, as a descendant of, um, of Africa, you know, and, and, and I wanted my daughter to really know her real history and not this fake history that we're taught. And then especially since a couple of days ago, now Texas is saying, taking it out where the KKK <laughs> is okay. And so it's just, I've, I've always been a person to have like a foresight and see ahead. And I saw that. And I said, you know, I, I don't want them brainwashing my daughter. She's, she's a, a dark brown skin girl. I, I remember how they treated dark skin girls when I was in school. I wasn't having that. That wasn't right. my daughter. Um, and so that was another reason. And then the icing on the cake was really the standardized test. 
I would be coming to, as the room mother, I would volunteer for the test days because, you know, it's a lot. And these are like first graders. And the kids are throwing up. They're crying. They have anxiety because they're taking all these practice tests and they're really stressful. Yeah, they're stressed out. And I've seen them. And my daughter tested well and she got good grades. That wasn't even an issue. But I'm just like, this environment is not for children. Right. (laughs) Why are first graders taking this test? For what reason? And I always believed in letting a kid be a kid as long as possible. You have your whole life to be an adult. And so in order to preserve and protect my daughter's childhood, her innocence, you know, to empower her with information about her, who she is and where she comes from, I just didn't want her in, in any institutional place. I didn't want her part of a system that's right. set up to for her to fail. Right. You know, system set up for our kids to fail. We don't, we don't, we don't always fail. I'm a public school student. I did mm-hmm. great in life, but I overcame a lot and I self-educated and my mom was really hands-on with me. And so with my ability to take her out with my non-traditional lifestyle already as being an entrepreneur, I just said, you know what, I'm about to just, we're just going to try this and it has, it has, something has to be better. I'm just going to homeschool her for a while and see how it goes. And it just, I never stopped and I homeschooled her to graduation. Now it wasn't her in my house, which we can talk about more. It wasn't in the, she wasn't in the house every day, all day. And I'm sitting being a teacher. Obviously I've built two million dollar businesses at the same time as well. So there was a lot of community family and um, just relying on a lot of resources. That's where I'm um, very in a similar situation with you. I, my son's four. And he has, he's only been to daycare maybe a few months since he's, since we moved to Atlanta and I'm homeschooling him. So we're in preschool, can learn, preparing for kindergarten next year and everything. And I wanted to know from you, how did you prioritize, which you didn't do it, everything in the house. How do you prioritize all of that? Because that's where I think, well, speaking for me personally, where a lot of my, I, I get overwhelmed with everything. It's just that prioritizing, making sure that giving him enough time, giving him enough attention and giving myself enough attention in the businesses that I'm trying to build as well. So how did you prioritize everything? I just make schedule. I still live strict, very strict by my calendar and I schedule everything. Even, I mean, on my workouts, my grocery store, like I schedule everything. And so I just schedule, I schedule that in. And I think like the main thing is when people decide to homeschool, it's important to just throw out everything you know about school. Right. So we have this thing in our brain, like, oh, they need to be doing science and social studies. <laughs> That's me. I'm like, yeah. Them out of school so they don't do that same thing. So you don't have to sit there and try to figure out how you're going to get seven subjects into one day. That's not working. <laughs> so throw it out. And I started to look into the philosophy around unschooling and just um, letting kids learn how they learn best and blending things together. Like you don't have to have a separate class for reading. It could be reading combined with something that they love. It can be, you know, it's just being creative about if you know your child Mm -hmm. and what they love, find a way to bring learning into it. That is what it is. That's what it's about. And then, you know, I found co-ops and programs and Every I, I, I homeschooled in Atlanta for several years, and all of the museums and science mm-hmm. centers, they had homeschool programs. There were so many homeschool programs that, that people just didn't take advantage of. I also joined the homeschool, the local homeschool um, Facebook groups, 
And then I put put her in after school programs at the YMCA and other, you know, places that have after school. And I had to jump through some hoops and explain why, you know, she's in after school program, but she doesn't go to a school. Yeah. But they couldn't deny it. I don't take no for an answer. <laughs> so you're going to put my kid in this program. I don't care. And so that's kind of, that, that's how it was. But prioritizing is a day by day thing. It's, you know, every day you see what's on the, the, the agenda and take it from there. I love your resilience and just your willpower. It's really just admiring. I remember um, when you did the seminar with Billy Carson that you spoke on being a light worker. And I wanted to talk about that too, because a lot of people that listen probably haven't even heard of that term, uh, light worker, and aren't aware of what it really means. When did you develop that lifestyle? And well, before we get there, explain what a light worker is and what that means entails. My definition and what I identify is just a person that is here to really shine light and, and help to raise the vibration of the planet. So using our words, using our energy, using our influence for good and abundance, shining light, being the light in the darkness. There's a lot of darkness, a lot of dark moments, dark times, dark, just darkness in general, and just bringing the light to the situation, bringing the love, the light, the positivity, the good vibes to the situation. And people who are light workers, that's their role here, is to be those people that shine light on the darkness and help to make this world a better place. And that's really the foundation of everything that I do. Have you always had that mindset or did you develop that along the way of this journey? I feel like I've, it's been in me, but I didn't know the words and I didn't have the education and understanding of where it came from. So, you know, we're all... If we follow our inner voice, we're led to our path and we're led to our purpose. And so I continue to follow my voice that encouraged me to study certain things, read certain books, watch certain things, talk to certain people, consume certain content. And then it started to develop everything that I had within me, but didn't have the words for. Right. So you're led to the information that you need that's going to be, that's going to carry you across your journey, whatever that is. So even in the homeschool, I wasn't scared or nervous. I mean, I didn't know anything at all. I didn't know any body that homeschooled never heard of nobody that homeschooled but I said you know what I'll get the tools that I need because I felt strongly within myself it was the right thing to do and when I have this feeling that that feeling of conviction that I need to do something I know that means it's my calling and that everything is going to conspire for it to work out for me and so I wasn't worried about it and of course lots of doubters my family was not supportive my daughter's father was not supportive, even to this day, he's not, even though she graduated. With at 16, school. like I saw it at 16 years old, she was in high school. It was a bad idea to homeschool because some people are just so, um, just so, I guess, mentally institutionalized to believe yeah. that there's only one way to be successful. But my life has demonstrated that, you know, I, I mean, you I totally went off the grid of everything you want to do. And so. What I did also realize is you can't worry about what other people think or say. You know, I became vegetarian, vegan in 2007 and started homeschooling my daughters. I thought I was crazy. <laughs> but look where it turned out. So I feel like the moral of the story is just trust yourself and follow what you know to be true inside of you. Have you ever had experience with mommy guilt during this whole thing of feeling like, man, I need to be doing more? I'm trying to build this million dollar business. I need to give her more attention. Did you ever have those little moments? I mean, they, they came and then when they came, I just, I made sure that I addressed those things. I think the guilt was more around, am I, is she learning enough of the technical? 
it still will come into my head what I'm telling you guys to not pay attention to. Because people will say, well, does she know algebra too? Well, does she know this? Well, I asked her this and she didn't know. And I'm like, well, she can balance a checkbook. Right. Run a household. She, I mean, there's so much information and knowledge in this world. Why do they have to only learn those couple of subjects? So when you don't I even use daughter, them, really. I let my daughter learn whatever she wanted to learn, which her, you know, her interests were a lot of things. She's very brilliant and smart in a lot of things. Does she, you know, she really, really know maybe geometry? No, probably not. She knows the shapes enough to pass the test, but I mean, I'm 42. I don't use those things. Exactly. So I just, you know, I felt guilt around that because even though I felt, I felt aligned with what I was doing, other people would always be, why doesn't she know this? Or what? why is she not doing this? Meanwhile, my daughter's been to Thailand and studied there. She, I mean, she's been all over the world. The world is our classroom. Literally, we've been all over the world studying. And the guilt just came from, like, am I depriving her from, like, the traditional school experience? And I thought about, like, my school experience. I was a cheerleader, and I was class president, and I was honor society, and very popular and active. But that's not her personality. And I always tell her, like, if you want to go to school, you can. But I didn't force her. And then I'm like, well, she didn't do prom, and she didn't walk across the stage mm -hmm. for a graduation. But she didn't want to. So that guilt would just come from like, am I being, am I giving her like, it, it's to experience, experience. but then it's like, well, she did, she didn't want the experience. And so I, I gave her the chance multiple times. And every year I'm like, do you want to try? And her friends would go and she's like, no, I really, this, I'm going to focus on my art and this is the path for me. So that's where it kind of came from. Just like listening to some of the noise, but not letting it consume me to the point where I changed the direction. Right. And you gave in and said, okay, I'm just going to give take her back and just to shut everyone up you still stay true yeah yeah they had to stay true to that and then that's admiring because a lot of us will we take family and friends and other opinions especially when you're a, a first-time mom and you have other moms that are older trying to tell you well they're not going to get this and get that and that can really influence so that's really strong will i just admire your strong will miss don like you know you know <laughs> But I don't feel like anything is easy. This life is not easy. This, that's not even a word. For no. It's so fine. <laughs> it's just <laughs> what it is. It's not easy. It's not. I mean, the easiest thing about the life is going to sleep and people have trouble doing that. Right. Exactly. You can't even do that correctly. Uh, I want to hop into business because I do have moms that are aspiring business owners and entrepreneurs. And I really just want them to know that they can do it because a lot of times they Think life circumstances, age, and things like that get in the way of them truly living to their purpose. So you've been featured on everything. I have all my little notes. You have so many accolades, been on Forbes, Next 1000, cover of Black Enterprise, just everything. Is this what you really imagine? Or is all this just like, man, I didn't even think that I would get here. Or are you like, I manifested this and this is exactly what I wanted? This is what I imagine. How's in my feel? life, everything that I have imagined has come true, and that is in the negative and the positive. That's why I learned the power of your thoughts. If you're thinking about negative things could happen, they're going to happen. If you're thinking about and focusing on the positive and what you want and your ultimate dreams and goals, that will happen. And so, yes, I, I knew it. I don't know when. We never know when or right. how. I don't even worry about the when or how. I just know what's going to happen. I mean, I have big visions and goals for myself and they're still manifesting every day but I'm not surprised 
by any How does it feel to look around? It feels amazing because it shows me the power of God. It shows me the power of the God in us. It shows me the power of everything that I read as a young person when they say, you know, well, if you just write it out and journal and meditate, it'll happen. And you're like, I'm broke. Why are you telling me to meditate? (laughs) Okay. What you mean, like, writing in a journal? Look, I, I money. Let me tell you, I, when I had watched the seminar, I went to House of Hoodoo and got my candles because I heard you talk. Look, I heard you were like, you had your better business one, you had your protection, and you had your loved one. So I burned my better business, and I was getting back-to-back things that were happening. I was like, yeah. All the time. I do it every quarter. Oh, I have my prayer list. I'll wake up, and I was talking to my candle. That ain't hey, I'm getting candles now because... Like we literally can do magic, and it, that's the thing that literally you grow magic. up. You grow up learning that it's evil, it's witchcraft, it's you're like I come from Christian. My grandfather's a whole preacher, and if he ever listens and hears that I was talking to a candle, I would be condemned for the rest of my exactly. life. But it, and then the power of how you said it comes into fruition. Whatever energy you're putting into it, whether it be negative, whether it be positive. It's going to come into into fruition. And I, girl, I got all my little candles. I was burning. I was like praying. But I had also experienced moments where things weren't working like I thought it would. And I had to check myself looking back now like, man, I didn't truly believe it. I was the one like, okay, I'm sitting here writing it down. Planting seeds of doubt. Yes. And that was my issue. I will. My problem is I will plant my little seed and I know that you have to water it. You have to be patient. You have to give it time. And I'll sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm manifesting. I'm writing. I'm meditating. I'm being positive and nothing's growing as fast as I wanted to. So I dig up my little seed. Like you can't, that's the thing. That's the, that's the doubt. That's, that's the human part that comes in. And that's when you got to be like, I'm divine. I'm beyond this human experience. I'm just a divine soul having having a human experience and I'm bigger than this so I'm not gonna let this interfere with my purpose here and I literally will say out loud to myself sometimes when I feel those thoughts and I get them and I'll just be like stop shut up no like it'll come in and I'll be like crazy stuff like I'll be on the plane and they'll be like this plane gonna crash shut up (laughs) why are you just trying to be in my making up stuff in my head the conversations in my head we'll be driving in the car what I'm like, we'll be about? dropping like, what if we just get hit right now when a, the yeah. AT really just comes? When that voice, which I feel like is like that other side of us that that that's that tries to keep us dumb us down, um, and it I that voice is like it it controls so many people, and that's why it the world is the way it is today. But those of us that can be like, no, this is not even real, and I put a protection bubble around myself and just wipe that thought and. That's what you have to do. You you have to be stronger and more powerful than any doubt, any fear that can come. And it's really just your brain. And it's crazy. The, the, it's, always the, the, it's always you and you. The exactly. number one battle is you against you. Nothing else. We create everything in our head. Every the only limitation of the ones that you set up in your own mind. The, the ones that you say, I can't do this because of this. Because I'm a single mom. Because I work at these hours. Because I don't have enough money. Because, I mean, this is all this is the reason. Yes. <laughs> Why you can't do everything? You can think of a reason, and I just say there's no. I can do anything. Exactly. There's abundance. 
It's only abundance. It's only, and that is what we're speaking. The last candle I have to burn is my protection. Then I have to reorder. I haven't burned my protection candle yet. I got to, what, Saturday night. So I'm going to wait till yes, Saturday. I'll miss the dates. And then I'll be like, dang. So that's Because <laughs> you have to do it at that certain time. I have to follow the instructions. You, I have my water. I put it in water. Put your water. Yes. Everything. To cleanse the area. And I, at first, I was skeptical of letting it just burn. And I went and I ordered a little candle snuffer because I'm like, don't blow it out. You're going to mess up everything. So, but I really let it burn for the whole time, the whole four or five days. And it's glass. So it's not going to, the worst that can happen, which I've had happen with not those candles, but other candles, they just, the glass cracked and the, but the, that, it's really practice. great. It's great quality. It's it was like, down the flame right. Right. So. And those candles are really great quality because the, the no, glass they, they didn't crack. Issues. No, no, no issues. I was trashy to get the kind of I, all of mine I saved actually because I haven't disposed of them yet. You did? I, I, I did. I put mine out in the bag and I put it out the house. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Yeah, I just have not done it. I just have so many that are just there that I just need I to have to read. I got my mom onto it. Like everything. That. I'm like, mom, like you have to, like it really, really works when you really like believe it. And a lot of it is just the belief system that it all is the belief. That's what they call placebo. It's like, if I believe that drinking this juice every day, it, you know, and following this thing and most times, I'm, maybe this is extreme because food and body is kind of tricky. But if I believe that, you know, taking something is going to heal me. Mm -hmm. Even if it's not, sometimes it really can because you believe so strongly. But exactly. you have to believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. Like, you have to believe beyond a, nobody can convince you. If I'm like, no, this is the cure. I have cancer. This cure. No. Oh, I think we froze a little bit. Yes, can you saw had the energy healing certification. Oh, can you hear me? Did it go away? Now it's back. Now we're back. Good. Okay. I think we're good now. <laughs> I was saying um, that it just comes down to your, your beliefs. And, and so I have an energy healing certification and I'm finishing up my yoga teacher training because I really want to help us connect with just that mind body. A lot mm -hmm. of us that just can really feel and understand like the power that we have. And, um, it does, it just, it comes down to what's, what's in your head and what you believe. And, and it's so underestimated that we are the most powerful beings and we have the power to negative or we have the power to make it positive. And it's just sad that our community of just black women and mothers are in the negative space of thinking of programs of how everything is. And it's so deeply rooted from generations and generations that you, you don't even realize it. You don't even realize that even when we say, man, I can't catch a break. And I found myself saying that a lot. Man, I can't catch a break. Every time I take five steps forward, there's something 10,000 steps back. And even if I didn't say that for maybe two weeks and something happens, and then that's because you said it. It's crazy. Exactly. It's crazy. It is. It's so crazy. So you are known for being this pioneer in equity crowdfunding, raising millions of dollars and everything. What's your secret to pitching for anybody that's listening who's starting their business, i.e. myself, who are wanting to get funding and the pitching to investors or for grants or anything, do you have the secret Don Dixon to pitch? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just confidence and knowing your business inside and out and knowing your numbers, understanding your product, you know, understanding your market, understanding how much money that you need, how much money you're going to make, and how you're going to return investment money. 
That's the pitch. That's all they want to know. Yeah. Is numbers. That's the secret, guys. Just know your numbers. <laughs> I want to read a confidently say, I can get this done. I'm going to make this much money from these people. I'm going to do this, that, that. And if you invest, I'm going to give you this is what's going to happen. Okay. And she got millions of dollars, y'all. Like, yeah, millions. Like, I, I mean, I've raised myself for my company. At this point now, it's about $6 million, But I've worked with other entrepreneurs in, I mean, millions. I can't even really quantify all the companies that I've coached because I don't ask them. But yeah. just last year, some of my top clients combined was about $10 million. That is amazing. So, um, but again, I don't go back and ask because I'm not in this for like, like accolades or credit or commission. So I don't turn around and say, did what I do for you get you money? I want, I want my part. You know, it's just like, hey, take this information and use it, share it and yeah. succeed. I saw one of your posts that said the real flex is how many people's lives you can possibly positively impact. Is what's your goal? How many lives do you want to impact? here in this life do you, you have know, a that's something i can't quantify either but i will say that i want to start with having the largest black um wealth creation event when i have when i exit like the largest event where in one at one time the most black people were able to you know create some type of wealth in their household but i think my reach is beyond measure because i've worked with so many people and i've worked with people that have millions of people that they work with and so I already know, like in this lifetime, in my 42 years, it's been, it's millions and millions of people that have something that I planted has reached them. So that, that's, that's enough. You know, I just, I, I say I focus on just making an impact on my community, but my community continues to grow. It's just like, here, I'm talking to you. We don't know who's listening. We don't know who they're going to go and tell something to and who's that person they tell is going to tell. So and I that just, speaks that's why I just want to spread light. Like I can't quantify and put a number to it, but there's infinite possibilities. Absolutely. And that speaks volume because that's how I even found you just from you connecting with um, Mr. Billy and then you guys joining platforms and you just being yourself and being genuine. And that's, what really got me because when you did your little intro and you're like, I'm myself talking to y'all right here, the same as I'll talk to somebody that's a million dollar investor, the same that I'm going to go and talk to here on somebody on someone else's big platform. I'm the same around. How have you kept maintained that? Because a lot of people will start off genuine, start off being a real person. And then as soon as they make it to the top they turn into a whole different person and forget every where they came from the person they're being who they really are that's the thing that's the thing Hard. money sometimes and opportunity and power show true colors it's not that they change that's who they've been so i'm true to myself i've always been this person i'm, I'm a grounded person i'm not a humble person because i'm think very highly of myself so i'm not humble but i'm very grounded and and, and realistic and you know, appreciative and grateful, but that's who I am at the core. So nothing that happens is going to change who I am because I'm true to myself and I have, I have high value of myself. Now, people who there's a couple of things, like a lot of times people will dumb those, dumb themselves down. They'll dim their own light. So they're not being true to themselves or they'll change and code switch to blend in. And so that's what I meant when I'm saying I'm true to myself is like, I don't, adapt or adjust who I am to make you more comfortable 
and I don't expect you to change who you are to make me comfortable. We gonna just, we're going to just accept each other for who we right. are. <laughs> and then we're going to make it happen. And a lot of, especially black entrepreneurs will, and I, you know, I've been in the business 20 years, so there wasn't a lot of us that looked like us. So you hear the things about how you have to wear your hair, or how mm-hmm. your clothes should be, or, you know, just how you should talk and what you should do. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that. Or you shouldn't have tattoos. You shouldn't wear this or that. And I just said, I'm going to be true to myself and the people that resonate with me, they're going to resonate. If you're not feeling me, you're not feeling me. It's fine. It's simple. Nothing as that. I can do to make exactly. every, make everybody happy. Million people on this planet like me. And I mean, right. people still will just have an issue just because you're successful. And Nothing really is. <laughs> oh, I don't like Brittany. Her curls are just too hot. Just too just a hater. Like <laughs> I, You post your stuff of all like the negative comments that are hidden all of your platforms and i'm like people really they go hard on me real hard but it doesn't i know who i am i'm true to myself there's nothing nobody can say to me and it's the trigger because you know who you are and because you you're became successful being you that triggers so many people yeah it does and that's something that's to deal with within themselves yeah that's so so sad i just that's not all all win and be happy. Jeez. Because <laughs> if I stopped doing everything that people talk negatively about, I wouldn't have any of my businesses. My daughter wouldn't be homeschooled. I wouldn't be vegan, you know. And I don't know where my life would be. My How has be, that been? How has that been, being vegan? Oh, and the van life. Because you are a whole van life now. <laughs> everything I want to be there's no box for me trust me I'm everything I see that I want to do I do it doesn't matter there's no boundaries I can do anything so when I saw like people converting vans and living in vans I'm like I want to go on a, live in a van for some time and is that something black people black people do right <laughs> no they're about to start because I'm gonna give them the tools information resources and confidence that we we're do. entitled to nature how did they take nature from us? <laughs> when we what? are in one with nature, like our we, breath, are, we, exactly. we have the same DNA as nature. How did somehow black people and black children, they're not exposed to nature and we don't go on trips in nature as a normal thing. We don't. They took that away. We and don't. So I want to bring it back. I want to bring that it. Is, bring that's that really back. true. They have taken that away from us. We, kids don't even go outside and play anymore. They'll rather be at home and be in the house. And no one like outside and play is not nature anymore. It's not nature. It's outside where it's concrete and it's not nature. in the streets. It's not in the woods. Like most of the kids, people who live in cities, never seen stars before. Put your mind around that. That's why they can't fathom UFOs and extraterrestrials. They've never never seen, seen it. Stars. That They're is there. true. Go out and camping, there's so many stars. The first time I seen the stars, I kind of got scared because I couldn't believe that that is what the sky looks like. It was shocking because I live in cities my whole life. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is scary because there's stars in every spot of the sky. And when I'm in town, I might be able to spot out like five. One or two. Yeah, that is so <laughs> Five on a good night, you know? There's So just things like that. I use homeschooling to broaden my daughter's worldview and help her to see the unlimited possibilities of life. And I feel that schools and institutions just are limiting. That that is so true. 
Um, last question. Well, really not a question. I guess it is. What advice would you give Black women and mothers who are listening, who are wanting to start into business or just want to better themselves and walk in their purpose? Give yourself grace. Have grace with yourself. Be patient. Don't compare yourself to other people. You know, there's never going to be a balance between being a mom and doing anything. Never a balance. You just pick what's prioritize things for each day. And some days your kids take precedence for your husband or your family. Some days your work does. And you have to just honor what you need at that moment. Never, ever put self-care on the back burner. My, my motto has always been me first. People said that it was selfish. It is an act of self-care. Once I am full, I can pour into everyone around me and be my, the best version of myself. So I'll always give myself everything that I need. I started doing this in my 30s. In my 20s, I burned myself out. I was just doing the most. And in my 30s, I realized, like, I'm going to focus on me. And y'all going to get this great version of me that's rested, that's fed well, that's exercised, that has whatever time that I need for myself. So just at the end of the day, have grace with yourself. Like, just, just if you're doing your best, I live by the four agreements. If you think to yourself, am I doing my best? And you say yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. Even if you feel like your best isn't enough or somebody else says your best isn't enough, it's the best. That you can do. And it's going to be enough because it's the best. And that's what I would say. Hey, it might, it didn't work out, but I did my best. I'm, I'm doing my best at being a mom all the time. My daughter would get mad at me. I'm like, hey, I'm new with this mom thing. This is my first time. I'm doing my best at being a mom. I'm doing my best at being a mom to a teenager. I'm doing my best to be, you know, have a step, have a stepdad and a kid. I'm doing my best. It doesn't always work out great. But I'm doing my best. That is amazing. It's so <laughs> inspiring, man. Congratulations on being a newlywed. That's a big accomplishment. I know I said last question, but I do have another one on that. Because a lot of, because you got married, you know, later in your 40s, after, you know, all this time. How were you with, what, how can I put it? Did you give up on love early or did you always have openness to it? And then it just came at the right time. Um, it was my lifestyle design. I said I wanted to get married after 40 since I was in my 20s. What? Just because I knew that, um, yeah, I didn't even date. I was single for 10 years. I didn't give up on love at all. I, I, nothing happened to me. I just knew where, so quick, I'll say this quickly. I observed a lot of relationships and marriages growing up. I observed a lot of relationships and marriages that happened in my early 20s with friends, and it wouldn't work out well. I wanted more time to really connect with who I am. And, and root myself in who I am because I felt that a lot of things come down to when marriages don't work out is people don't really understand who they are and what they want. And then they're just on different paths and interests. And I knew I had a very focused path that required me to be selfish. I didn't want to consider anybody else. I didn't want to be anybody's wife. I wanted to pour into my daughter and myself and my businesses. And I said, you know, by the time I'm 40, my daughter will be 15 and I'll be ready to really seriously date. I met my husband at 40. And we got married when I was 41. Wow, that is amazing. But I spoke it. I yes. would say it. I mean, I'll be like 20s and 30s. People are like, don't when you get married. I'm like, I'll get married when I'm 40. I just said it to put them off, right? Because I just, I'm like, later. I'll get yeah. married when I'm 40. And then it kept, it came. really, it I'm 37, 38. When you get married? When I'm 40. And then when I turned 40, I, and I didn't even try. I mean, but let me say this. I worked on myself. I spent extensive time, and I still do. I spent extensive time inner child healing, working on myself, being the best me that I can be. And then I just attracted the yeah. person for me. 
That is amazing. It's so beautiful. And you guys are so cute. I've seen y'all. Y'all are so amazing. Thank you so much, Don, for just talking to me, talking to us. I, it's a, I had a great time and it's truly just a blessing. Tell everyone your social media platforms where they can find you and about investing in um, Popcom and Flat Out Heels because you guys can be investors. You guys can all find me online under Don Dixon on everything. Um, either Don Dixon or the Don Dixon. But if you Google Don Dixon, I literally am the only Don Dixon in the she world. She is. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's one like white lady Don Dixon that does like psychics. But oh, um, well, nobody know about her. Find me there. Both of my companies are raising capital. My software company is Popcom. You can find out more information at startengine.com forward slash Popcom. Then I have my shoe business, Flat Out Appeals. Um, I, I'm not the CEO anymore. I'm just the founder. So uh, Danielle Schwartz is the CEO. And that one is startengine.com forward slash flat out. So please check it out. And if nothing else, grab a pair of flat outs because really yeah. as a mom on the go, flat outs are so clutch. I mean, they're they're good for everything. My, my friend even uses her flat outs for water shoes. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. These are your water shoes? <laughs> She's like, and they're super cute. Five years of water shoes. So <laughs> apparently flat outs are good for everything. So you definitely should check those out. Thank you so much. All right, mamas, we are out. Until next time, bye.